Hello and welcome to episode 129 of NOLA Time. My name is Jolien Velez and with me, it's the most interesting man in the world, Jolien. What's good, no low time? Obed, pleasure to be with you again, man. Uh, just still, uh, you know, quarantining and chilling. Pretty that's, much. That's that's what all the people are doing these days. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the life at the moment. I'm still doing pretty good. Uh, I don't yeah. think I'll, I'm getting cabin fever yet. Uh, although, although, like yesterday, like yesterday for real, it was the probably the first day since I've been working from home that I was just like not in the mood. I was not, I, it was, it's not feeling it. I, I feel you there. Cause I think what tends to happen to me is like, I, I still figure out a way of, um, not like, you know, I'm staying in one area working, yeah. try and, you know, try and still like get my, my breaks and, 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 you know, stand up and, and take yeah, a walk in a circle and, and then come yeah. right back, come right back and sit, you know, that natural that you, which most people would do. Yep. Um, but then there's those moments when you get really, um, really busy and you're just been uh, stuck in a zone when you come out of it it's it's uh, it's like oh man I've, this is this is this is what it feels like to you know quarantine and just keep doing what you can do and yeah but thankful you know there's people out yeah, there who absolutely. really are, are un, unhealthy and people who you know do, dealing with these issues and people who are you know of course with other issues that are related to what's going on so you know thankful regardless it's just uh, it's definitely an interesting time and and uh, it's it's testing, but you know we're making yeah. most of it. We're gamers. We're used to this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not used to like the not being able to just go to the stores and hang out. Part of it, sure. uh, but yeah. I mean, uh, I'm here. If it would be by me, like I, I told the I told the wife when you know this whole thing started. It's like you know what? If I'd be by myself, this is basically <laughs> how things would roll, right? Um, I would not see sunlight. Uh, unless I got to take out the trash and that would probably be the only amount of sunlight I get. I mean, um, think about it, right? Technology is, is making it in such a way that you really yeah. don't need to go out anywhere. You order your food, have it delivered to your door. I mean, yeah. everything you need comes right to you. There's no need to really get out. I haven't had to, yeah, I haven't had to mow the lawn yet. Oh, true. So that, that's been, that's been good. Cause I hate doing yard work. Um, Although one of my cars, uh, the battery died yesterday, so I had to, what? like, after work, go out, get a battery, replace it. No big deal, but $150 later, not too exciting. Yeah. Yeah, that was not that was not too great. But, yeah, man, what's up, man? What you been up to? Yeah, so I decided to go ahead and do a little trial subscription. Uh, I ended up just paying for the month. And uh, what I ended up trialing is the DC Universe Online. So, you know, it's been out for like two years now, I want to say, that, that subscription platform. And, uh, you know, it's, it's all the DC content that's on there. They have exclusive DC um, shows, uh, Titans, Swamp Titans. Thing, Doom Patrol. Um, and so I really got it just to see Titans and some other old, uh, you know, uh, shows and some animated movies that they have that I haven't caught up yet. They have everything on there which is great um but yeah mainly just to really try and, and just have titans be nice little you know after work you know kind of watch you know that this is casual so i finished out season one uh and obed i i will tell you the first season is a real drag it's 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 i i don't want to say it's the worst show or anything like that or be be rough about it but there's some moments that are really hard to sit through 
the Raven stuff is just really not good. It's just really weak. It's, really? It's, it, that's the hardest part to get through, I think. Okay. Um, but the stuff with Dick Grayson is amazing. Um, you get a few. Batman sells, man. I know, man. And that, that, that's what it is. So you, there's, some, there's some really great arcs. And the very last episode is called Dick Grayson. And uh, it kind of overtakes the Raven arc that they set up for the season oh, <laughs> in really? one episode because it's just so much stronger, the, the content. Um, so, you know, you, you get through that and then, you know, going into season two, where it's where I'm at now, uh, I'm just a couple episodes in and it's already starting to be a lot more uh, heavier with the action and the pacing and the interest is there. And that has a lot to do again, that they're really leaning on that Batman connection. Now you actually have Bruce Wayne in the show where before he was just a figure in the shadows, you know, you actually have, um, you know, Jason Todd, a fully part of the team and you've got uh, several also, you know, the, the tease of Deathstroke is the main villains of the season. So you have a very heavy, um, Batman connection and storyline going into this next season to the point that I would argue it very well could have just been a Nightwing show with featuring these other characters that come in um, okay. that easily could have been the route they could have gone. And I think, I think if they do end up deciding not to continue the show, I would hope that they would still try and spin off something, whether it be even with HBO max, some of the discussions has been around, will DC universe live beyond the HBO max launch? And they put out a statement I want to say it was uh, a couple weeks ago or on lines of like, look, you know, we are still here. We still have plans to exist while HBO Max is out there. But they didn't say for how long, which is why we always believe like they might be around for a year or whatever their contract is. And then yeah. after the year, it might move to full on HBO Max because there's DC properties that are going to be on both, right? Like you've got yeah. on the DC universe, you know, we're talking about the Titans and, the, and, and these other th- things. But then Doom Patrol, the one of the more successful shows, is uh, going to be on HBO Max. Okay. They're moving it from DC Universe to HBO Max, and then they're also going to have the new stuff like you know the the Green Lantern series and etc. So I'm interested to see how that works. But uh, it's it's a good platform. There's a lot on DC in general. The application subscription is has a, has a great value uh, for comic book fans. All the comics on there. I've already read them. In fact, it's so cool. You can actually read the comics from your TV. Oh, nice. uh, it's re- it's really cool, and you can have it self read it to you as well. But it's nice having that real big screen and have the voice of talent. Really, it's it's, it's nice. Um, it's narrated by Patrick Stewart. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> oh, oh man, that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm I like the, the 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 features. I actually think that they they've sold me on that, but they haven't sold me on the content just yet. I'm I'm just now getting into it. Season two of Titans. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Cool, cool. All right, man. Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff too. <laughs> Tell me about it, dude. All right. So, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh. It's pretty good, man. <laughs> I really like it. I really like it. Yeah. I uh, I think I sent you a message. It's like one of the... Or, or talked to you briefly and, and told you, it's like, yeah, it's like, I played it and uh, Saturday morning for a few hours and then, like, that Saturday night, I had a dream that I was playing it and I was like, woke up, like, early Sunday morning, play it. It was... Yeah. It's good. It's it's really good. It's really good. I gotta go uh, a little bit deeper into some more of the mechanics because the combat is freaking awesome. Oh, combat man. is the best combat on a Final Fantasy game. So yeah, like it's it's amazing. It's I would say 
yeah it's probably the best combat on on uh from any final fantasy game ever it, it's it's really good um you can do some crazy stuff and it's awesome uh that game looks fantastic like the graphics are great uh, i'm on a standard ps4 and it runs at 1080 30 and i think it's dynamic resolution but i haven't seen any drops uh, it runs very very well smooth uh, no issues there. Uh, music's amazing. Characters are amazing. Um, here's what I really love about this game, right? Because this game is... <sighs> so you know that I am I am a big... Um, I, I'm very opposed to nostalgia glasses, right? And I've talked about it on the show where people look at Final Fantasy VII and, and Battletoads and all these games with nostalgia glasses. It's like, oh my God, this game's amazing and this thing, right? This game is the equivalent. This game, this this game is what you thought Final Fantasy VII was back then. If you, I don't know if you if you understand what I'm trying to say. I do. Like this is how nostalgia looked at the game, but it's 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 real it's 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 what really it's supposed to be um interestingly enough resident evil 2 remake um i i I played it back in the day um and 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 uh, there was some there were some nostalgic moments in uh in uh, in the remake um, but not as strong as this. This is like real freaking strong, dude. It's wow. good. It's good. Um, I, and I think part of it was that we had bridges. Um, we had the original game, right? And then a few years later, we got the compilation of Final Fantasy VII. That was what There's a Cerberus, uh, the uh, PSV game, uh, Crisis Core. Uh, and we got the, the movie, we got Advent Children. So... So there were there was stuff bridging the game up until now. So so it's not as as jarring. It's a it's a the transition's a lot smoother. Uh, I really love it, Joe. Um, you've watched the movie, right? Evan Children. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this game looks better than the movie. Like the graphics. Jeez. It's nuts. It's like how are you guys able to do this crap? Like the even facial expressions and the eyes and the lighting, it's it's better than the movie. So, it's uh, I can I can keep talking about it. I'm only seven hours in. I absolutely love it, dude. It's it's fantastic. Um, played a little bit of Death Stranding, went back again, uh, and and played a little bit of it. Uh, still liking it. Um, Joel, you know when uh, you know one of our one of our uh, uh, says here, or uh, in the uh, in in the show is when you go watch a movie, go with low expectations. That's, and, that's and, a big thing for us. Yeah, yeah, and and get ready to be surprised, right? Or, or that's something something in that nature. Right, right. That's okay. the, the route. Yeah. So I watched two movies, Joel. Oh, I want to know. I watched two movies that I that I had not watched until now. Um. And you know how I feel about this this property. <laughs> um, I watch the Michael Bay produced Ninja Turtle movies oh. that I had not watched until this week. Okay, okay, okay. I like them both. 
okay. I think they're actually pretty good. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> I mean, Obed, I, I, I think it's more so safe to say it's like it's not offensive, but it's not like anything to go, you know, run home about. I'm not going to run home to my family and be like, you must see this new version uh, yes. of this thing. Yeah. But it's like, if you put it on, you're going to be like, oh, this is actually, I can watch this. It's good. Um, I, I mean, I got, they're not perfect because they yeah. have, they have some problems, right? Sure. Uh, the first movie. And, and I think that they, they, they did not. Okay. The only thing that I disliked about the, both movies, and, and we're going spoilers, I, I, I don't care, right? Because it's, I don't know if you've watched them, but uh, I'm going to go spoiler on this on, on this one. Uh, so you've been warned. I did not like the Shredder on both movies. Both movies had the same problem with the Shredder, where uh, the second one, which they try to make sort of like a, <clears throat> excuse me, a soft reboot of sorts. Um. And they and they corrected a few things that were wrong with the first one, but they still couldn't nail Shredder. Like the first movie, Shredder, that I mean, we saw the Shredder man, right? I want to see more of that. Okay. Um, and instead we had this mecha shredder uh <laughs> with this awfully like Michael Bayish this transformer like suit. And it was it was not good. Um on the second movie, they try to fix it by actually giving you Man Shredder. But then the suit was the suit sucked, and and he was just not menacing. Um, other than that, I I the second movie was a little too long. In my Steven opinion, Mel is pretty good in that movie. Though. It was good. Um, I've forgotten how much the camera loves Megan Fox. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Bay's camera. <laughs> uh, Mike, uh, uh, thanks, thanks, Joe. Um, because it's like, yeah. It's um, uh, it's uh, interesting. Um, <laughs> That's the right word. It's, yes, it's yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, what's crazy is that by the second movie, she already had like two kids. I was like, damn, this looks, this looks pretty good, man. Taking care of herself. That's great. Hey, um, look, man, it's a different different world we live in now. Uh, Jennifer yeah. Lopez doing the halftime shows and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, seriously. People are googling how old are these people. It's a <laughs> yeah. different world, man. I know. Um, but yeah, man, I was pleasantly surprised. I actually had a good time. I actually teared up on the first movie. Um, okay. it was, it was good. Little... I mean, the... was that nostalgia tears or was that story tears? It was story tears. I mean, cause ah. his characters, like they, they try to do stuff with, with the turtles. Um, it was good. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Is it, is it better than, uh, than the first live action turtles movie? No. <laughs> Because that movie uh, yeah, came out, what, 1990, 1991? Um, yeah. And that movie holds up because it's all uh, it's all practical effects. It's well shot. It's beautifully lit. That movie is just fantastic. So, um, again, if you haven't watched the first Series of the Ninja Turtles movie from, you know, 1990, 91, whenever it came out, um, do yourself a favor and watch it. That movie holds up. That movie is really, really good. Um, even like if you if you don't don't look at it as a as a Ninja Turtles movie, you just look at it as a you know either an action movie or or even a family movie. Um, it's it's really good because they, there's some moments that movie is well written. It's 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 fantastic. So yeah, I uh, 
I, I was pleasantly surprised, man. And I, uh, I had a good time. That's interesting. I, I, I did a... not expect that to be the two movies. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought you were going to say something like Birds of Prey. Uh, I thought you were going to say oh, something. No. Some, because when you said it's a franchise that you know how I feel about it, I was like, oh, it could be no. DC. I don't no, know. Because you know that I, that, I mean, it's obvious that I, yeah. I love TMT. It's, it's one of those, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I was going, I saw it. I saw it and and I was like, oh man, that's yeah, now's I'm the go- best time to watch that stuff. Man. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna go in. I don't know, I don't know, and <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised, man. So uh, it's been a very nostalgic week with Final Fantasy VII and Ninja Turtles. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, it, it's it's been it's been a it's been an interesting week, but yeah, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff, and there's stuff happening out there. Uh, yeah. Joel, Papa Iger's back, <laughs> at least for uh, for the time being, as I guess CEO of Disney or in charge of operations, uh, due to uh, what's happening right now and the uh, the uh, uh, the public health crisis that's happening. So uh, yeah, I, it's interesting that uh, that that this happened, Joel. Uh, do you want to go ahead and elaborate on that? Yeah, so obviously we all are aware that with everything going on in the world, it's affected many businesses, and Disney is not one of those that have been unaffected. It's been greatly affected, uh, so much so that stocks have dropped drastically low. Um, I was reading today about how Netflix, it's like Netflix stock is worth more than Disney. That's <clears throat> that's yeah. crazy, dude. Now's your time to buy Disney stock. I because <laughs> i'm not gonna they, lie <laughs> when they reopen yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah because yeah but, but um but yeah it's, it's incredible to see um that you know that they're they're in this this state and i feel sorry for the, the workers and the stories that we're hearing about them but with, with that being the case what we're hearing is that uh bob Iger seeing the need to come back in and not i'm not gonna say save his legacy because his legacy is gonna exist regardless of this you know what i mean but to really kind of um, solidify, I guess you'd say, the future of Disney beyond him. He's trying to keep it this business safe and comes back into the role essentially of CEO. That's how I interpreted what I'm, what I'm seeing. So he's basically saying, I'm now the CEO again before he's just going to be just in the creative space. But uh, no, he's going to be now just really operating as a CEO to make the right business decisions to keep the business afloat and thriving is really what he, he he's talking about here. So... Um, I think what's important to say as well is that it's not that Bob Iger is not back because he never left. So some of the articles are like, Bob Iger's <laughs> back. It's like he didn't leave. <laughs> yeah. Like he just changed roles. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was stepping down as CEO, but he didn't leave the company. Um, the day will come, but that, that, that didn't happen yet. So be, be, tell your friends that are like, oh, did you hear Bob is back? Bob didn't go anywhere. He's, he's, he's just back in the CEO role, really. And so it's funny how uh, the, the, the article is essentially saying that, that people in the organization refer to uh, Bob Iger as Bob and then uh, Bob Shapek as uh, Bob C. So mm. they, they, Bob Iger is Bob. And he's oh. Bob C. Yeah, when, oh, when they refer to him, when they refer to as him. So obviously Bob Iger's still the man there. He's still the guy that's been respected. I mean, he's got the track record, one of the best track records in recent history for a for a CEO. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's 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 so sad to see how quickly 
they've been affected because it's nothing of their doing. It's just what's going on in the world. So I don't know how he's going to come back in and try and change things. Of course, if, if someone can figure it out, I think he'd be the guy to do it. But I don't know how he's going to come in here and, and try and maneuver the ship to just thrive all of a sudden now. I'm sure he's he's taking all the meetings, all the calls now. Obed, what's your thoughts on all this? Yeah, I think that um, the, the position that not only Disney, uh, I would say all of entertainment companies right now, are in um they definitely should um look for options and and reevaluate uh some of the decisions and this decision of uh, uh on behalf of of Bob Iger who what well, three four weeks ago maybe yeah, that he left uh you know well been about about two months um where he uh where he left where he left uh, the position of ceo like what you said um what you said is pretty it's pretty much on point he he never left because he went to be uh chairman of the board so i think that the the company and not only not only but shareholders but um the the people that work at disney uh, are looking for leadership and not i'm not saying that that chapik's not able to because i think he's a more than capable uh guy to to uh take the reins of the company but they were looking for a more experienced leadership i think and um and for the time being uh you know Iger coming back uh that creates you know investor confidence shareholder confidence right. employ you know employees are confident that they're gonna get you know this thing's gonna pass and they're gonna be okay so i think that's the big thing here um i don't think that the tiger is gonna be making like really any operational decisions i think in my opinion he's gonna work more as a he's going to steer the company and and he will let the other people that need to work on it work on it um i think that's what's going to happen um you know this is again temporary so uh it, he may do this for the next couple of months and uh and and go back to um to just being the uh the uh, chairman of the board but um yeah it's interesting nonetheless because uh uh I think the big thing here is that he's well respected by not only not only investors but uh the people that work at Disney. Uh that goes from you know the executives down to the ticket takers at the park. So um I think this is a good move, a good PR move for sure. And uh and I'm sure that that uh Bob and Bob from corporate are are going to work together to to steer the company in the right direction um they're hurting they're hurting pretty bad man i mean yeah. we know that uh as of uh this weekend they are they're no longer going to pay their employees they parks are to reopen the tvd for the park reopen uh all the movies have been delayed um disney plus is doing okay uh, but that's not gonna that's not gonna move the company right this company Uh, this is not Netflix, because Netflix is Netflix, and you know they they still have that that DVD rental thing, but Netflix is Netflix. N uh, Disney has many moving gears, right, so. right. 
And the only reason why Netflix, let's be honest, the only reason why Netflix is thriving is because it's something that's so isolated from yeah. the, the what's going on. And in fact, exactly. it's so isolated that people ha- are drawing more to them now in these times. Correct. Because that's the one thing that can still be a, a solid source of entertainment for them. Where Disney offered, like you're saying, various forms of entertainment. Here's the thing, Obed, I, I, and I'm not, I'm not speaking without like I, I want this or anything, but I'm just saying like, had it been a situation where say like, God forbid the internet just went down across the world. I'm, that's not going to happen, but I'm just saying, right. Some ridiculous scenario, right. The, the, the servers are down, right. Well, then Netflix would have the same thing, right. They can't operate their business, right. Disney is in a situation where like, you can't have people come into their places because of a, 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 a situation that no one could have thought where literally the world can't go outside. Right. right? Like it's, it's, it's kind of like looking at it in that kind of sense of like, that's the reason why they're thriving like this. But once things like go back to, to, to a place where they can yeah. let people in, they're, they're going to surpass and, and do great things. But, um, but yeah, I've heard Obed, like, I mean, from people I trust about how there's talks at Disney about how they can slowly phase back into reopening in the near future. I mean, talks of like, you know, look, will they have to take the temperature of every single person that comes through the door? Like, I mean, and having a limited amount of people, I, I could see that. I, it's yeah, it's a different think, world we live in right now. I think that for the foreseeable future, um, and I was talking to my wife about this, yeah, uh, and my parents over the weekend. Um, I I think that the wise thing to do is basically uh, face the parks at half capacity. So if the if Magic Kingdom lets thirty thousand people in, you're gonna have to let fifteen people in, fifteen thousand people in. Um, so basically, if you want to go to the park, you gotta be there early. Um, if not, you're not getting in. <laughs> Think about Hollywood Studios That's where it. you had to be That's there it. like six in the morning just to get in for Rise of the Resistance. And you, well, maybe you have to maybe be there people, from like three in the morning, well, dude. I mean, if 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 Hollywood Studios <laughs> faces have twenty thousand people, then you get ten thousand. Then you probably have a really good chance of actually waiting in line for Rise of the Resistance. That's true. That's true. No need for boarding passes. So just be there early, <laughs> um, because I, again. I love the Disney parks, but just going there, it's so crowded. It's too much, Joe. Yeah. It's too much. And I think I think I got used to like the my my time, my tenure at Disney. The old days. The olden days. Um the economy was coming back from 9-11 and then it got shot back in 2008. Uh so that was the time that I was at Disney. So every time I went to the park, there was like it was it was good. It was a good time. <laughs> Because it was not, it was not a lot of people. But now it will, it got, it got to the point where it's unbearable. Like you cannot walk, and there's nothing, and lines are too long, and there's no fast passes. So, I think face, uh, uh, face the parks at a hack, a hack capacity. Um, still let people into the resorts. You know, this would, this would actually uh, encourage people to freaking plan their disney visits and just not willy-nilly it yeah thinking economically now like you just kind of talked about 2008 i mean yeah. we might be seeing this seeing a oh, yeah. thing where people yeah, are dude. thinking financially the last thing i'm thinking about yeah. is buying disney world t- tickets so, because i gotta go worry about my, my my rent my mortgage whatever. they can they can face out the parks for uh for at least a year probably so they can probably do that for at least a year yeah. um you know you because you're still gonna get your pass holders in Right, right. So right. Pass holders get in regardless. Locals, 
But like day guests, those are the ones that need to be there early if you want to get into the park. Yeah. Um, or, you know, resort to get, if you're staying at the resorts, you can get in whatever. But, uh, but just the, and even pass holders, I'm assuming that they, they have some sort of facing system on, on depending on what type of ticket you have. So, right. They gotta, they gotta do what they gotta do. So Jeez. at this point, but yeah, going back to what you said, um, uh, I think the, uh, the economic, uh, ramifications of, of what's going on, it's probably going to take, uh, everyone and, and, and by everyone, I mean the general public to be back on their feet. It's probably going to take about, about two years for everything to get back to normal. Um, we'll see, hopefully, hopefully they can, they can wing it and, uh, and within the year we'll have it, but who knows? Uh, just going through uh, through the uh, this topics, Joel AMC. Um, a, a shame that you frequent, yeah, um, is uh, more than likely going to file for bankruptcy, and and we can you know talk about it a little bit here. Um, I mean, there, there there's like no going around it, right? These places are closed. They uh, basically the their their sole source of income is concessions. Yeah. Um, they they can't can't if you can't make it you can't make it right. Um, in the case of AMC, um, this place have been closed for what a month and a half now, almost. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say about a month. So yeah, dude. I mean. Uh, which is crazy because you would think that these people got money in the bank. Also, also AMC is uh, owned by a Chinese company, right. um, but they've been closing China since December. So that's another right. big problem. So, so, yeah, go ahead, man. So financially, I got a little insight on it. Apparently, they had they had, they were in a great position. They were in a safe position. They saw the opportunity with what happened with MoviePass to evolve their business because they saw the subscription-based processes because the future business and business strategy showed them like this is the best way to go to get subscription-based models, right? So they introduced the AMC A-list subscription, which is what I have, um, which allows you for you know 21 bucks, whatever, to come in and watch three movies a week in any format you want, right? Um, by doing that, they had to take out a massive loan. I'm talking about I think it was some kind of like 4 billion or some crazy. It was a ridiculous wow. atrocious loan that they had to have. That's... And the plan was that over the next X amount of years that it was going to take, they were going to be able to get into a place where they were able to pay it off and, and hopefully make a profit. And literally reports are, you can look this up reports are that, they literally, as of this year, 2020, <clears throat> were just starting to get to that place where they were going to start to see make a slight profit off of the A-list. Like it was, it was getting good. It was getting better. Yeah. People were using it. And of course, no one suspected this would happen. So they, they, they took a massive risk yeah. that seemed, that made seem like the right business decision at the time that just hit them so hard financially. Cause had they not done that, they probably wouldn't be able to weather this a little bit longer than most people expect where other theaters are in that case. But, but yeah, I mean, here's, here's what I think. I don't think that this theater is going to go out of business simply because you ask, you ask yourself the movie theater business helps mostly the movie entertainment Hollywood business. 
And if Hollywood recognizes that the, that one of the biggest theater chains is about to go down, I think you're going to see a lot of places become very generous and try and help them come out of this hole because they need them to survive for them to survive or thrive rather. <clears throat> Um, yeah. we're there. I, I heard about the trolls, you know, movie being a, was a big uh, first test to see about that direct, um, from theaters to home on demand and, you know, costs and reports are, it's really bad. Like they've lost a lot of money on that movie. They thought it might be a really good test to see if yeah. they would buy it. And it's, it, they're struggling. I don't think it's looking well for the future of the, for, from, from release to home straight away. Um, there's the movie theater is still uh, a necessary part of the business at the moment. And so I think people are going to help them survive. I really do expect yeah. that. <clears throat> well, it's a, it's a mindset too, right? Because people are, are used to the Netflix model where something comes in, it's a Netflix and I, I've already paid for it. Right. You know, dropping 20 bucks in the movie, same case with Sonic with uh, Sonic. So I was looking to watch Sonic here since, since we're here. Right. Right. Uh, but I'm not going to pay 20 bucks for the, for Sonic on, on demand. Uh, you know, on, it's, yeah. to buy digitally is like I'll I'll hold off to the Blu-ray in May, and and or rent it when in May when the Blu-ray comes out. But I I can imagine that they're they're like not having a great no, time with that no, movie no, right now. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I it, it's rough. It's rough, and and I can see you know um, again AMC had a. Um, you know, that, that deal and that, that loan, Disney also secured a loan, a big loan in the last few days. I think it was like a $500 million loan um, to uh, basically like, like uh, keep going ahead on, on, on their, on their schedule. Um, the, uh, the thing with Disney going back real quick is that they have a lot of construction construction going on here, which yeah. apparently they, they stopped. That would have been really. So I don't know why. Okay. If you already budget it for that, right. right? Why do you need to stop that construction? Construction workers are always covered. They're fine. Whatever they, yeah. I, I don't. I don't see a reason why they need to stop that. That this would have been a great time to actually perfect do that because you it don't have to save money because it'd be faster. Because it would be faster. Uh, you don't have to hide it from from guests coming yeah. in. So I really don't know what's the reasoning behind it. On the other hand, actually. Uh, some great news if you live in Central Florida, like they've actually made progress on the I four mess, uh, <laughs> yes, because there's no traffic, so now they can <laughs> they can reroute traffic however the hell they want, and and it's actually working. So like they're actually making advancements. So for the last thirty days, they're actually uh, they're they're actually doing pretty good. But Disney should have just gone ahead and, and freaking like push it. Like you don't have to do it at night now, right? You don't have to load Disney? stuff, Come on, guys. I mean, I don't. Disney, Disney's a great company, man. But sometimes oh, totally. they're just like sometimes it's it's like ass backwards. They're like Nintendo sometimes, right? It's like <laughs> it it's makes crazy. too much sense. It makes, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like oh, there's like four unreleased Mario games since the GameCube that people want to play. I don't know. I don't. I really don't. Yeah, come on. And it's like just makes too much sense, right? Come on, um, but yep, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be pretty interesting, man. Hmm. Uh, Joe, we talked about it a few months ago that uh, there's rumors that John Krasinski was gonna be involved somehow with the MCU. Apparently, this is going deeper now. Um, go ahead and give us more info on it, sir. 
Yeah, so take this with a large grain of salt. I don't like, I don't like salt in my food, but oh, you oh, gotta no. take a lot of salt on this one. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a credible source. It is. Yeah. Um, but you know, look, I mean, there, there's so, there's so small details. So the, 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 the news that we're hearing is that apparently John Krasinski has had meetings with Kevin Feige or a meeting. We don't know meeting meetings. We're not entirely sure. But according to the report, he's had a meeting, Zoom meeting, online meeting with uh, Kevin Feige to discuss upcoming Marvel projects. Now, Feige's known for doing this kind of thing. You know, The Rock a couple of years ago talked about that he had a, a meeting with um, Kevin Feige about some projects. And so it, Zac Efron's done it before. I mean, there's several different major actors that the Marvel does this with and then nothing comes out of it. Or maybe it's something for a lot, a lot, lot later time. Of course, the instant knee-jerk reaction is we've been crying the fan base for this guy to be, you know, Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. And yeah. with him being in it, his wife, Emily Blunt, coming in as Sue Storm, it, it's, it's, it's that instant reaction of that, mean, that must mean X, Y, and Z. It doesn't have to mean that. First of all, it doesn't mean that he's going to be doing any projects whatsoever. He's at least talking to them, which is cool. Secondly... Even if he does do something, it doesn't mean that's Mr. Fantastic. It could even mean the guy's just directing something and I'm starring in it. But I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I do believe, I, I, like at this point, I got to drink the Kool-Aid. I really believe that this guy is going to be Reed Richards. I think Kevin Feige, I've said it before on the show, he's a heat-seeking missile. If you're hot, he's on to you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've seen John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, such a powerful Hollywood couple. It is an incredible, absolutely incredible opportunity to have the two of them come in with so many fans saying that they want this. You know, Feige loves to give some really strong fan service. I mean, we see that in like a lot of the movies and Endgame, especially a huge amount of fan service. He knows what the people want. He tries to give it to them. So uh, I think even he knows like, gosh, you would get such a great, reaction if we announce i mean imagine now with all the stuff going on in the world you know you have like yeah. bob Iger put a tweet out i heard someone else say this bob Iger puts a tweet out and it's like i think john krasinski is fantastic you know yeah. <laughs> you know something like that you know yeah just to give the world a little smile yeah exactly because you, you you'll know like at that point you would know what's all about it. but yeah we've been talking about it for forever uh about the possibility of him being richard's and I, I'm I'm behind it like I I'm I'm there all the way, uh, I real and you know Emily Blunt as uh, Sue Storm I'm good, so no no really no problems there. Just bring the Rock as Ben Grimm. Oh my gosh! I didn't and even. If you bring the Rock as Ben Grimm, and then you nail Johnny Storm like, like you get like Zac Efron. I just said it, oh bro, my bro. I'm telling you that that this, you know, this Money. is this is this is yes, this is end game. This is not end game. This is Infinity War levels of money. Yes, so it's big. It's it'll be big because people will go to the friggin' movie theater. All kinds of people, <laughs> and then and then you, you know, you get, man, I don't know, Fastbender to be uh, Doom. Or, or Hugh Jackman's or, been rumored to come in as Doom. That would be great. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. 
So, I'm so here's that. here's a question I will ask you because we're talking about what we want, right? But let's talk about hypothetical scenarios. Say this stuff starts to happen, right? <laughs> okay. How mad would you be if John Krasinski gets cast, but they yeah. don't cast Emily Blunt and some other woman? Mm. Or vice versa, if you only get one and not the other for some reason. Like he directs it and his wife stars and stars in it with someone. Like, would that be like, geez, like what a waste? Like, I mean, it'd be a missed opportunity. It's a missed opportunity. Like, it's like a super, yeah. super missed opportunity. Um, I mean, if Emily Blunt's not in there, I mean, it's not gonna be a no sell, right? Depends right, on who you get. Like, it, it all depends on who you get. Um, but but I mean, that would be like like there's like like we were just talking about it. There's things that make just too much sense, and this is one of them. <laughs> and that would be a problem, I think. In general, people will go see these movies, they're Marvel movies, right? But like, I do think the it would be really affecting them, the PR side, if they don't get like if they announce someone else with how much fans want this right now. Yeah, it would literally like really disappoint people and not be it'd be very very negative for them. So I think I think they're smarter than that. But yeah, I think fans see. really want it. In fact, I mean that's. They they they'll probably do it. They'll probably do it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's it's gonna be pretty interesting. Uh, let's go ahead and all right. Before there's a few gaming news, but before we jump in, Jill, let's do a quick uh quick Star Wars update because there's a few things that dropped. Uh, first of all, is that animated short that was created using the uh, Contravaro script what do you think because because we we briefly talked about it and and i told you that i liked it but i can see where disney was gonna be it's like yo dog this is too dark we probably can't go there uh but for the most part it it sort of sort of kind of worked um i i would have loved to see elements from this thing on on the rise of skywalker um, I like Sky, I like Rise of Skywalker, you know, but there are some elements here, like, uh, like Ray's attitude more than anything, and and her not being connected to anything. I would have loved to see that. I mean, we got something else, but it's fine. Yeah, man. Well, what do you think? The uh, it was very well done. I think the video. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's the the big thing that sticks out to me is Ray herself. Like the Ray that you get in the Trevorrow script, I think I'm a little bit more uh, fond of based off what we've read. Yep. Um, I think I'm a little more fond of that. But the overall story, like I I still prefer the Rise of Skywalker story. I I just I can't imagine if the roles were reversed. Say we watch this movie. This the 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 I forget the name of what the name of this was going to be Duel called. Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates. Yeah. So if imagine we Duel of the Fates is the movie we get, and then afterwards the same reverse it flips where the Rise of Skywalker, um, <clears throat> you know, script is leaked, right? What JJ yeah. was going to do, and then like we see like she was going to be a Palpatine, and everyone's like, and oh my god, Palpatine em- was going to be and back. the Emperor was going to be back, and he yeah. was going to be on Exegol and all this. I think. I that to me like to just the emperor alone, and I know for some people that's what really turned them off to some of the movie, right? Yeah, They're like, yeah. why is this guy back like this? But for me, that whole part of it was what really drew me in more to it because you took something that's really strong of the old 
and you you use a lot of the strengths of the new to kind of bring together a really interesting story for the end for me. But um, but the elements of Ray, the the whole Jedi training stuff of her with Force Luke being trained and her saying like she is not sure if she wants to really be a Jedi. Like the, the the balance between the the dark and the light has been going on for so long. Maybe she's yeah. different. All that kind of stuff. The new lightsaber. The, the, the new, new lightsaber, lightsaber. I like. I like a lot because they basically put duct tape on on the other one and fixed it. Right. Uh, this one was she actually made. Uh, she used a, uh, the igniter and of you know of a Anakin's old lightsaber, but she made it her own with a dual bladed uh, lightsaber. So awesome. that to me was like at least freaking keep that because that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, that would and, sell toys. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, seriously. But yeah, some things, and uh, it's it was good. I mean, I I would have again liked to seen this, but I mean, Rise of Skywalker was fine. I I enjoyed it, you know, quite a bit. Uh, we talked about it already at Nauseam. I'm wearing a shirt, so yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, it, it would have been cool. Uh, there's elements for sure. Like there's things here that are really cool. Like what we mentioned about Ray being, you know, torn between the, uh, it was like, why not? She was like, uh, like the, the, um, the, what was the, uh, the old Del Paso girl? It was like, why oh, not both? Yes. Because, because she had both, uh, you know, oh both the light and dark and yeah, man, that would have been, that would have been cool. <laughs> And the lightsaber, yeah. uh, the Kylo Ren thing with the uh, him making a, a brand new mask was cool instead of just rebuilding the old one. Uh, when he made it out of Mandalorian metal, maybe tying the movie with what well, was you know with the Mandalorian and and Darth Vader's castle and the Jedi Temple, all this stuff uh, that's there, it's cool. Uh, it's not. It's not well executed per se but it's sure. cool right and right and and i would have loved to seen uh more of that on rise of skywalker like instead of having them to go to the random uh planet where they have the celebration and find lando oh, why yeah. not find lando and coruscant yeah. while searching for you know a hidden jedi vault under the temple under the old temple so you know things like that that would have been cool lure i guess so yeah uh you know not much to say there but uh it was cool uh but speaking of of uh ray uh daisy really had an interview and i guess that she's still confused about the reaction yeah. of uh of some you know some of the fans and uh and she doesn't really get uh what's uh all the hate but uh, so he's basically asking, where's the love gun? And a lot of man babies can cite whatever reasons they have for not liking the new movies. And you know what? If you don't like it, that's okay. It's fine. Uh, but uh, she she is uh, a bit critical of, uh, of, of, of the uh, reception. Um, but the way she she talks about it, Joel, it it's kind of leaving, and we're going into you know speculation zone here. Yeah. Um, the way that she conducted herself during the interview, and the way she's trying to reach 
back to the fans and, and bring the fans back from the dark side. Um, it, it seems to me like she's trying to um, make, uh, I guess, amends with some of the some of the fans that that were uh, critical of the of the Disney uh, trilogy. And I think she may be back, dude. Like this seems to me like she's trying to to um, you know uh, offer the, offer an olive branch to the, the to the fans that are that are still upset about about the Disney trilogy, and uh, and in hopes that she can be received again. Um, that's what I take from it, Joe. I don't know if that's true or not. I would love to see her back. I mean, if the other guys don't want to come back, it's fine. Just do her own spinoff, do her own like training a new gener generation of Jedi, and and there's a, a brand new baddie from the you know unknown regions or whatever. So, uh, what do you think, man? Well, to your point about having more Ray content, you've sold me on it. I wasn't. I'm not against her characters. Not that I don't like seeing her character on screen by no means. But I remember the first time you brought up to me, like Joel. I think they could do, you know, some type of trilogy of 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 Ray and and, and some adventures of Ray. And I was like, my instant gut reaction was, wasn't Ray the main character of the last trilogy that came out? Like, why would you make another trilogy with her being the main character around her story when? I felt like the trilogy was really her story. She's the main character. Yeah. But as I, as I battle myself, I'm like, no, because mm -hmm. like, yes, you could be the main character, but the story doesn't only revolve around you. You're the major factor in the story, but there's a lot more going on beyond her that, that that's, that's going on. You've got, they spread out the story a lot of times between, you know, Poe and Finn having their own action going on other stuff where if you're going to do a Ray story, it's going to be like where she goes to where she ends it's something that that directly impl implicates her not the whole galaxy right or maybe it does slightly but you know what i mean i mean it's it's kind of like saying right like okay you might watch fast and furious right and be like well you know fast and furious we're gonna have a vin diesel you know dominic toretto spinoff you'd be like well you know dominic toretto's on the main characters of fast the main and furious character, yeah. right but there are more characters that that factor in where if you just have a, a movie revolving on one person and you could see there's a possibility optimus prime and the and the autobots right you can have a, a you know a movie with the transformers but if you had an optimus prime movie he might be one of the main characters of the transformers but i could see where there's value in telling a story that's identified just that one person so you sold me on it when you said it like that um her set, setting off the olive branch to the fans i think is the right thing how how she addressed it how she talked about it specifically asking the real question of you know where did the love go i thought that was a really a real mature response actually yeah. Instead of just being like, it's your fault, it's your fault. Like, basically, like, I thought we all were going to get along and love one another and be, and be exactly. cool with one another and know something different and new. And she talks about how she watched the new uh, Making of the Rise of Skywalker documentary, uh, which is pretty good, by the way. I recommend it. Um, but, like, it shows how much, you know, passion goes into these movies. And, and she's like, look, you see how much passion goes into it. Then just these people just, to, you know, take a dump on it. It's, like, hard for her. And I understand that. I mean, because oh, I think she she's takes these movies seriously. She's not just trying to cash a check. I think she really wants people to love what they put out there. So I, I, I think it was mature. And, yes, I'd like to see more more content with her. Yeah, I can, I can see them. Uh, just not, not a... a, a a grand conflict like we've like we've seen in the movies right 
um, because we've seen grand conflicts on every Star Wars movie, uh, and we see how well The Mandalorian does with more of like, yeah, this is a time of peace, but there's still stuff happening uh, and that's worth telling the story. So I think that it, they may definitely do that um, based on this interview. I think that they're, they're, they're moving into maybe tie. I don't, I don't think she's going to be tied to, you know, Mandalorian or anything. Right. Um, but there, there's like smaller stuff, right? They, he, she stayed in Tatooine. Um, have her go to Mos Eisley. And then in Mos Eisley, someone remembers, uh, you know, Luke, or uh, there's like an old alien creature that's super old. It was like, oh, yeah, there was this kid here with a pot racer. And, you know, and, and yeah, it was, it was crazy, right? And some Jedis took him, and it was like 60 years ago or whatever. So, uh, Things like that, right? Uh, you know, there's stories to tell that that they they doesn't have to involve a grand, you know, conflict of you know galactic proportions. Uh, you know, there's smaller stories, more condensed stories. Uh, you know, have like find a bounty hunter, and the bounty hunter is like, oh yeah, I heard like like this thing happened with a first order and. And the first order left like a bunch of money somewhere and we're looking for it. And now she's looking for, I don't know, something, but it doesn't have to be a gray, you know, a big space battle with like, you know, uh, with like galactic impact. It's like, have it be a hijinks movie solo. All right. So I'm actually starting to appreciate solo a lot more. Um, and I think, and again, my criticism for the movie stands. The first half of the movie is really a slog. Once they get to the train, that's when the movie actually gets good. Um, I think Solo, I mean, Han Solo was involved with a you know bigger scheme of things at the end of the day, right? Um, but that movie, ha- having it to be having it to be a little more more condensed. Yes, there was a struggle, but it wasn't like a grand battle. Uh, they're set pieces, of course, but but it wasn't like a, a you know one of those things that'll impact the entire galaxy, right? Um, so at the end of the day, I'm actually appreciating Solo actually a lot more because they were able to tell a story of a character that was involved with the grand scheme of grand scheme of thing, things, but make it more. I guess familiar and and condensed and small. and that wasn't the problem with Solo was that was one of the strongest oh, of Solo was that was they're saying that that arc is a strong point. The problems with Solo is way beyond that. So if you take yeah. an interesting character like Ray and you're able to put around it an interesting smaller scale like that, yeah, it's totally cool. I could totally see that being yeah. more enjoyable. Definitely. Um, last bit of Star Wars news before we move into gaming. Um. <laughs> Rosario Dawson's going around in circles, basically saying that uh, she cannot either confirm nor deny that she may or may not be Ahsoka in the live action adaptation of whatever they're doing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't buy it. I mean, 
we 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 talked about uh, the the concept art on uh, Dave Filoni's Twitter. Uh, we talked about the rumors. Um, we we've seen what uh, I wish. By the way, I haven't watched the, today's episode of uh, Clone Wars, yes. uh, but we know that they're setting up something with Man- the Mandalorians. So whatever Clone Wars is setting up, it's probably gonna be what this thing's gonna be. I agree. Um, and um, and she can uh, go around and say that there's no confirmation yet, but when it happens, she'll be very happy and excited. I think it happened already. It's a uh, it's one of those things that uh, it's a it's a need to know basis, and you don't need to know right now. <laughs> She's a smart lady. She know like the way it's Disney, the Lucas now now of course it's under it's Lucas Lucasfilm under Disney now. Like you can't anger the people at the top you take the check take smile and do as they say which is don't say anything <laughs> so um yeah i i i uh i laugh at the statement exactly what you were just saying you know she says there's no confirmation yet but when that happens i'll be very happy and very excited for that to be confirmed at some point if it does happen <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's, right. she's she knows it's happening that, to me that actually was more of a confirmation her saying that oh, makes yeah. me feel even more confident about it happening. Not that I wasn't confident before, because yeah. like I told you a bit, I'm big on like confirming sources and confirming news. And like when you have three different places saying, "Yeah, we talked to our people," and they're saying that it happened. It's not. It's not an article linking to another article. It's like no, each of us all heard the same thing, kind of yeah. stuff. Like okay, like where there's smoke, there's fire. There's this. There's there's a fire here. It's happening. And yeah, of course, if anything, I don't think her character's in the show that much personally. If she is, that's great. I would love to get as much Ahsoka content as we can. There's more rumors about her, you know, an Ahsoka spinoff show coming out later on where we get more content. But I wouldn't be surprised whatever they filled with her is in a studio or somewhere hidden that they were able to, uh, to to get what they needed for that character to show up. Probably has a lot to do with the child and, and you know, her being a forced person and the child being a forced person and figuring out where they're going to drop the kid off or what's going to happen there. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, her saying this, this is perfect. It's definitely happening. Ahsoka lives. I love it. Uh, big fan of this. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Also, um, speaking of Ahsoka lives, did you did you watch Rise of Skywalker's with uh, subtitles? No. No. Okay. So the voices, right? They they have Obi Wan, Anakin, Mace Windu, Yoda, female Jedi. Uh, uh, the old Obi Wan, female Jedi again. So, like, like the Ahsoka lines, it says female Jedi. It doesn't say Ahsoka. So Come Ahsoka on, lives. Guys. So, so Ahsoka lives. Ahsoka's alive during that time. So there you go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so Jeez. I found it interesting. I was like, oh yeah, the voices are the subtitle. I bet it's gonna say it's like. Yeah, Obi Wan and Anakin, Mace Windu, Yoda, female Jedi. It's like that was Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> she was... lives. She's communicating through the Force. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. Exactly. She because Ray was reaching out, right? Absolutely. And and it could be um, Jedi that are gone or Jedi that are still there. You know, that's you, totally canon. It's it's total. It's canon. Yeah, exactly. Um. So that was. Pretty interesting. interesting. I didn't know that. Now that that now you got my brain thinking. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um and but what's interesting 
So they had female Jedi, and then they had a uh, you know old Obi Wan, and then they had uh, um, Isla. Isla Sakura said Isla right. on it, and then they go back to female Jedi again. So so the so uh, Ahsoka's lines. Say it says female Jedi. It doesn't say Ahsoka. another female Jedi who spoke has her name. It's just exactly. Ahsoka that they exactly. don't want to identify yep. Ahsoka because yep. Ahsoka lives. Yes, 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 yes. So, all right. Batman Arkham Origins is a decent game that a lot of people hated on, um, but they were, were working on a Superman game. So there was some information that uh, Rocksteady once pitched the project to Warner uh, about them making a Superman game. Um, and I guess the uh, WB Montreal took over and they were at some point working on a Superman game, but the game uh, got canceled and then they... Um, Put their efforts into uh, the new Batman game uh, that's supposed to be connected to the Court of Owls um, on uh, the next-gen consoles. That's that game's supposed to come out uh, later this year. I, I can't wait to see what that game looks like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, pretty interesting stuff that uh, that they actually were working on a Superman game. There's some uh, some concept art out there. And uh, it looks interesting. It looks very interesting, man. Um, would ha- instead of doing another Arkham, would have, would you uh, like to see uh, would have liked to see a, a Superman game instead of a, another Arkham, or maybe both? Or how do you feel about Superman overall in in games, Joel? Because he's a yeah. tough character to get. Yeah, it's like would I like to see him in a game? Yes. Do will I be happy with what I get? That's a bigger question to be to ask because if I can't imagine how do you even make this like the most enjoyable possibility, right? Because it could, you want it to be competitive, you want it to be fun and challenging in the right way. And Superman's one of those characters. I, I Kryptonite and magic. I mean that that's his weaknesses. Here's what you would do for a Superman game, right? If uh, anyone from WB Montreal or Rocksteady is listening. Here's my idea for a Superman game, right? Uh, one of the baddies, uh, Darkseid or, or uh, what's the or Brainiac, creates a thing that eclipses the sun, and Superman loses power because <laughs> it's not getting sunlight, not getting radiation. <laughs> so he still has super strength, still can fly, still has his powers, but, but downgrade it. Yeah. So you can you can fly to point A to to point B. That's fine, right? But um, (laughs) you are no longer immune to bullets, and no longer immune to uh, thugs with uh, kryptonite brass knuckles, or you know. Is 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 Superman strong enough to just fly up and just push that thing out of the way from blocking the sun? Well, by the time he he goes there, the (laughs) he lost sunlight in space, right? So. Um, I, I'm. It's a tough sell, man. It's it's, it's I, still a tough sell, have, dude. But you, you gotta have to do really something. reach, and it, it could be possible. But you you just have to know going into it, they're reaching to make yeah. it possible. 
so it, it's it's like that sequence on uh on arkham knight when uh when the uh the entire the city gets uh covered in the toxin in the toxin oh, yeah. and everyone starts hallucinating um so, so be it could be kind of like that it could be something that you know uh, uh, uh like the kryptonite gas that uh that sure. batman made on batman v, v superman that got got spread around the city and it makes him weaker <laughs> you gotta you gotta take them down, i know i know and, and i agree gotta, i agree it's, it, it's reaching but you gotta do it to, if you, that's the only way right yeah. you gotta do something similar exactly. that when he's downgraded and he can actually feel slightly mortal you know um yeah. but but like yeah i mean talking about this thing of possibility you and i have said this for a while that we thought this was gonna be something that would come out at e3 and i kept that 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 torch lit to this day you know of course until you know things happen in our world but you know there was wb was supposed to have their own presentation at uh at e3 am i right yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know what better place to have pulled out hey so you guys heard reports this was canceled but it actually isn't and this is what we're putting out that would have been a really cool place to do it i also yeah. would suggest and I, I i believe i've heard this before but i would also strongly suggest look microsoft you need to go ahead and call these guys and say how can we make this an exclusive like, cause this would be for them because they, they can take all the exclusives and the hypes they can get talk, talking about, you know, the Spider-Man exclusives for PS4. Uh, right. I think if it's them, I mean, how big of a deal would that be for them to get that? Now, would WB do that? That's, that's a bigger yeah, that's the question thing. I don't to be think... tell, right? They hold the cards, Yeah, but like they can I mean, get the gosh, marketing, they can get the marketing, the call. Yeah. They can get the marketing rights for it, yeah. but I, I don't, I don't see this being, being a, an exclusive exclusive um, i don't i really don't see many exclusive being exclusives anymore like uh, mm. on, on next gen so wow yeah, we'll see um but yeah it was a, a pretty good tidbit a pretty good tidbit that got out there this week um joe there's a uh, a report uh by um bloomberg that came out earlier today that we're talking about uh ps5 and yeah. uh, they have a, a very bold prediction um, which is a prediction that I've had for, for uh, a couple of months now that I've made here in the show. Um, if you want to check them out, just listen to the previous episodes. I've talked about this many times. Um, that uh, first, the console price will be between four ninety nine and five forty nine. Yep. Um, and uh, that's I've said I've said that before. I've said that they're shooting for four ninety nine. They're probably they'll probably do a four a five forty nine depending on how things are. They will know they will not go higher than that. Um, and that they uh, may go ahead and release this year. Uh, Jim Ryan came out earlier this week and said, "Yeah, we're still on track for twenty twenty release, um, but there will be um, there will be." essentially a shortage of, of PS5s. Um, they, and they will plan to more than likely release uh, more by the end of their fiscal year, which is on March 31st, which is what I've been saying. They, they, it would be wise for them to move the launch to March. So they will probably release a few, uh, you know, a couple million consoles. Uh, I'm sure that they're going to, get you know sold out pretty quick uh and then in march we'll probably see uh we'll probably see more um so if that's the case uh, i'm not gonna rush 
Um, I would appreciate all the beta, the beta testers that are going to come out of that, and uh, I will get mine later. Um, there is plenty to play on the, on the standard PS4 right now, so I am not in a rush to just go ahead and, and jump in and grab this thing. Uh, but yeah, Joel, I mean, it, it's, I, I think they would, I've been saying it, I think it would be wise for them to just move the entire launch to March. Um, if they do do release, you know, limit, if they do like a limited release this year, like freaking Christmas is going to be such a gigantic disappointment for a bunch of, for little Billy, because he's switching oh, over, because he, he's got confused about the Series X. So he's switching over a little Billy. Um, uh, also, this would be like the first major real. Well, I mean, we did the Switch when the Switch came out, right. uh, but this would be like the like the next uh, big step that that we'll be covering on all the time. So, so that'd be pretty Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Uh, can't wait to talk more about that. But yeah, Joe, what do you think about this thing? I think the first thing is um, your talk about the predictions about the pricing. Instantly, when I read this report, my mind instantly went to the. 549 price that's where my mind's at because to the specifically what i was reading there was i was saying that uh the reason that there's going to be less uh, consoles at launch is simply for because of production costs um and you know 2013 when you had the, the ps4 come out it was just a different time the cost for all the parts and everything to get all together just different right and so right now they've, they've got to cut back a, a little bit on 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 Simply because of the price. So if that's the point, I think the console's got to be expensive, right? I mean, you would think. I, I mean, so when I say expensive, like probably like you're saying that five forty nine price. So I think you're dead on there. I think that's a real, hopefully less, you know, right? But I could see that being being the price. I do agree with you. It would be wiser to move it to March in general. Um, there's a lot of congestion around the holidays now. Everyone's always competing, and yes, people will buy it if it's a great thing. But look at the state of the world right now. I don't know how. <laughs> A little Billy's might be disappointed for many reasons because, you know, yep. look, we just, just people are in very different situations. And as we talked about buying tickets at Disney World, people may not be thinking, first of all, to buy this stuff. Although it brings happiness, brings joy, and it's a good thing for people to, to be happy. And so I can understand that investing in their happiness. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 um, I don't, I don't know that, um, I don't know that they're going to come out with this thing any less than the 549 um i know that that's been the big the big issues i think the, the the cost of the console i think that's what's going to come down to what they decide to do cost wise and what they what they have to do what they can afford um yeah. i hope that uh, it, it's going to be something that's that works well for the consumer and for them that it's not going to put them in a bad position it's not going to put the consumer in a bad position um but yeah, hopefully they delay it. Um, if not, <laughs> I was actually thinking, like you said, Obed, uh, I, if it's, if that's the case with the limited like that, I'm not going to buy them first. What's what's the line that Magneto says in X-Men The Last Stand? Let the pawns go first or whatever, right? Which uh. was very controversial at the time. <laughs> but because Magneto yeah. would never say that about his own people. But <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying that about the fellow PlayStation fans either, but I am kind of saying let them go first <laughs> and see what happens. And I'll get mine later. Yeah. Well, because I, mean, I, I, I got, you know, yeah, when I got the, when I got my, I got my PS4 actually like almost like a year and a half after it came out. Uh, it came right. out on November 2013. And I, right. I got it in, uh, wow, I got a summer 2013. 15 uh so i mean i did wait you know quite a bit 
and in that time i i got to play a bunch of stuff on ps3 like you know uh persona ultimax and uh, lightning returns and all this stuff and played mps4 again and and yeah so ricky mine summer 2014 yeah yeah so um I don't. I don't think. I don't think PlayStation is gonna like really move the entire thing at this point, right? Because they're really, really hammering it down that it's gonna come out this year. Um, I, I'm. I'm still gonna wait uh, until at least summer of next year um, to to get it, unless Joe, there's a Metal Gear Solid game <laughs> that would again be the only not a superman game no not a no, no. <laughs> sorry it'd be to. the only the only way that i would buy this thing day one so yeah we'll see uh your last bit of news uh real quick uh this morning as well uh there is a uh, a report that came out and apparently nintendo has a leaker and uh there's uh supposed specs that leaked out for the switch pro so <laughs> So they're saying $399 for the Switch Pro. Uh, they're basically saying that it's going to have an improved screen. Uh, it's going to be a 1080p screen instead of a 720p screen. It will support uh, some sort of upscaling to 4K using mm. the dock. Uh, better ergonomics for the Joy-Cons and, uh, and, and, and true Bluetooth connectivity. Um, Basically, that'll let you, you know, uh, uh, plug in uh, Bluetooth Bluetooth headsets without having to put a dongle on the USB-C. Um, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, they're basically saying that it's uh, it's gonna be uh, essentially the the same. It's still gonna be a you know a 32 gig device, uh, but it'll have an improved. Uh, it will have the uh, the Tegra X1 plus chip instead of just just the regular uh x1 and it will have uh just improved speeds uh so it's not gonna be like a a gigantic gigantic jump uh but it'll be a a, a jump for people that are looking uh for better performance on on a switch uh so that came out of the only uh site that's reporting it right now i think it's Tom's guide uh which is a, a fairly reputable uh tech site so yeah, pretty interesting stuff, man. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think the price makes sense. The timing too um, makes sense for the stuff to start leaking because uh, you know again talk of next gen. It's cool for them to kind of insert themselves into the equation again of hey we've got an upgrade coming out to our current console. Uh, I I to be honest, speaking for me as a consumer, it's like because i like new stuff it sounds cool but like just casually as i think about it it's like i'm happy with what i have i don't see myself a need to upgrade or trade in or anything like that personally um at the moment i mean i could be sold on it later but i mean just hearing what i'm hearing it's like i feel like if i was gonna go ahead and just buy something new i probably would just buy this one i, I probably wouldn't yeah. buy the, the other one i wouldn't even spend the money i just go ahead and spend extra money get it get a pro um, that's how I felt about PS4 Pro versus the PS4. It's like, well, I'm going to get a PS4. Might as well go get and get the Pro. Um, if you're buying but, one now, yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think it's it's a great deal for people going in and keeping uh, keeping some fresh uh, blood in, in the game for them. But uh, for me personally, I'd, I'd I'd hang out and, and 
be happy with the console I got. But that's yeah. not for me. I don't think the market's for people like me to upgrade. I don't think that's who it's intended for. No, I don't think so. At least not uh, not at the moment. I think um, I think Nintendo's going to have a, a more of a of a one console approach from now on. Yeah. Um, I think that they they really learned their lesson and they're moving forward to having uh, you know the 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 same hardware but revised, and and you know eventually there'll be games that are not compatible with. Uh, uh, with the with the old switch, um, but you can still play the old ones. So I think they're probably going to move into that direction. Um, yeah, I'm just to correct myself here. Uh, they do say that they'll they'll uh, add more space to the drive. It'll be it'll be a 64 gig drive instead of a 32. Um, and I I think I think that the switch is worth it. Um, it's a uh, switch is what three years old right now. Come on, 2017. Yes. Yep. Uh, February, yeah. So, um, I can see this coming. Uh, uh, man, uh, I don't want to say the end of this year, but holy crap, in May, yeah, May, yeah. Um, yeah, interesting stuff from uh from Sony and Nintendo. By the way, just going back to the uh, pricing on the PS4 because I didn't mention it on the WhatsApp. Um, I'm actually building a PC. Yeah. So. Shoot me in the head. Um, so I, I, I pulled the trigger, bought, bought, bought a bunch of parts. Uh, based on the specs that I got, um, I, I tried to get, get a, as close as I could to PS5, um, but my, my budget did not allow uh, a 200 and some dollar video card, so I had to scale back. Um, but uh, but I, I'm, I'm getting okay performance i think from what i paid um so yeah we'll see next week when those parts start coming in and uh um i'll probably just uh keep pulling uh the the little hair i got left trying to build that thing because that's one of the reasons why i've i've never got into pc gaming it's just like i just i'm not i i like to work on, on hardware um i work with hardware at work but I I'm I just don't want to spend time. But since it's you know we're all here and there's nothing else to do outside the house, and I don't have to go to the office, so you know I can just piece by piece start building something. So we'll see. Maybe maybe the next episode of No Low Time is gonna be uh, done on a brand new rig. So who knows? Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Uh, but Jill, that's what I got. If you don't have anything else, just wrap it up. Absolutely. Thank you again all for taking your time out and listening or watching our show. We want to make sure to invite you to stay connected to us. Go ahead, subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe to our podcast. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. So you can find No Low Time on those providers. In addition, go ahead and connect with us on social media. You can follow us at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Also, feel free to send in any feedback, questions, comments. We love to hear from you all. Send an email to nolotime at gmail.com. That's nolotime at gmail.com. We appreciate it and appreciate all your support in these times. Go ahead and share this with others. Have a good time. Uh, it's always a good time being hanging out with you all. So we look forward to seeing you all on episode 130. 130. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time.